Jason. Yo, Chuck. Hi. So each Friday night after work, uh-huh. Bubba would fire up his outdoor grill and cook Ooh. venison. Bubba. Bubba, okay. Yeah. We would fire up his outdoor grill and cook venison steak. Mm. But all of Bubba's neighbors were Catholic, and since it was Lent, they were forbidden from eating red meat on Fridays. The delicious aroma from the grilled venison steaks were, were, was causing, I believe they meant to say were causing, such a problem for the Catholic faithful that they finally talked to their priests. The priest came to visit Bubba and suggested that he become a Catholic. After several classes and much study, Bubba attended Mass. The priest sprinkled holy water over him and said, You were born a Baptist and raised a Baptist, but now you are a Catholic. Bubba's neighbors were greatly relieved until Friday night arrived and the wonderful aroma of grilled venison filled the neighborhood. The priest was called immediately by the neighbors. As the priest rushed into Bubba's yard, clutching a rosary and preparing to scold him, he stopped and watched in amazement. There stood Bubba, clutching a small bottle of holy water, which he carefully sprinkled over the grilling meat while chanting, You was born a deer, you was raised a deer, but now you are a catfish. Ooh. Brilliant. No, no, no good, no good. Let's read one more. Dear God, you know what I'm saying? A lady about eight months pregnant got on a bus. She noticed the man opposite her was smiling at her. She immediately moved to another seat. The time, this time the smile turned into a grin, so she moved again. The man seemed more amused. When on the fourth move, the man burst out laughing. She complained to the driver, and he had the man arrested. The case went to court. The judge asked the man, about 20 years old, what he said for what he had to say for himself. The man replied, Well, Your Honor, it was like this. When the lady got on the bus, I couldn't help but notice her condition. She sat down under a sign that said, The Double Mint Twins are coming, and I grinned. Then she moved and sat under a sign that said, Logan's Liniment will reduce the swelling, and I had to smile. Then she placed herself under a deodorant sign that said, William's big stick did the trick, and I could hardly contain myself. But, Your Honor, when she moved the fourth time and she sat under a sign that said, Goodyear rubber could have prevented this accident, I just lost it. Case dismissed. It's all about perspective. That was one of the worst jokes wow. I've ever heard. <laughs> man, there was a funny Ouch, one. man. The one from last week from that site was funny, but that was yes. o, for, o for 2. That was O for O. Gosh, the, I'd have rather told this is the first Pilgrim story again. <laughs> We're getting close. All right, let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 48. Salutations. What's up? This is We're Not Nordic. My name is Chuck. Hi, my name is Jay. Jay, I can't believe we're almost 50 episodes into this thing. I know. But not only that, dude, it's National Women's Health and Fitness Day, but also National Chewing Gum Day, dude. National Chewing Gum Day. What's your favorite flavor of chewing gum? I would have to say my favorite would be... What the fuck was that? Bro, it 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 was the sounds of joy for Hubba Bubba. Watermelon. Yeah, that's the one for you? I think that would be mine. But did you know that chewing gum is believed to reduce stress, help increase your memory, and help control your appetite? Why are they not giving a more descript- better description on these national days? I have heard the stress and appetite things. Because it's like, um, I think the chewing or something like distracts you from the fact that you're hungry. Some, some shit like that. Well, yeah, you, you fool your body to... 
to 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 being full because your your jaws chewing like you're eating something yeah. or something like that, something wackadoodle dandy. I used to fuck with juicy fruit pretty heavy, twenty five cents a pack. That's true. What I'm about sh- blackjack gum? Black. Okay, Jerry. No, no, not Jerry, bro. Happy Harry hard on from um, Pump Up the Volume. Licorice flavored gum. Imagine that. Oh, bro, how dare you? Pump Up no. Pump Up the Volume is an awesome movie. I I saw it a little late. I only saw it for the first time a few years ago. Really? Yeah, damn good movie though. That is a great movie. I enjoy it immensely. So Jay, uh, any yes. any news in the world? I think I got some. Tell us about some things. Tell got us, a question. Tell last, us some last Sunday, what did we do? Let's this past this past Sunday, what did we just do? Play D and D. We did. Yeah. Now, this is a game a guy started at the age of fourteen. Really? And it's still going on, and he's now 50. Hmm. Oh, the same D&D game. The same D&D game. Robert began his Dungeons & Dragons marathon in 1982 and hasn't stopped since. Holy shit, his Dungeons & Dragons game is older than I am. Right from the description on his website, you can tell he's serious about gaming. My name is Robert Warthall, and I am, a, I am the Dungeon Master. The Dungeon Master. Yes. Now, he's a full-time job as a history, history that, professor. That's a lie. <laughs> and uh, what he he believes that he has the the world's longest Dungeons and Dragons game, a campaign he says you has th- been taking place for thirty eight years. You gotta believe that's the truth, right? Yeah. I mean, when how old is Dungeon? Like, when did the game even come out? Uh, DM Greg. Greg, go right us. in. Right yeah. in. All right. Uh, call, his game. Call him right now. Find <laughs> out. <laughs> his game started out with just four players, but is now ballooned to nearly sixty. Wow. With some participants even coming to his home, where he houses a collection of 20,000 miniatures. Could you imagine painting those? Greg. Greg. I, Chuck, can you imagine that? I can't imagine painting one miniature. That's just not, some, just not something my skills lie in. My motor skills are for shit. I would end up shaking and shaking. The thing, well, the thing would it look like it just jumped in like a, like a puddle of paint or something. Bro, we all have our skills in different areas, okay? That's true. Okay, well, he, he hosts virtual players. He takes video players. He hosts up to four sessions a week, which can last from four hours to five hours in his basement. Huh. So, his, game, hope... yeah, his gameplay is unique. Is that he weaves his knowledge of history into it, too. So I hope it's not like... Did you just have a brief thought there, or I'm, am I just really cynical that, like... Hopefully there's nothing creepy going on in his basement. <laughs> no, I don't think so. He said the game serves as a deeper purpose for him. Last year he told the London Free Press that the guys are notoriously bad at staying in touch with each other. Okay, little boy, I'm gonna roll <laughs> I'm gonna roll my D twenty and that's gonna tell you. Oh no, my no. lord, and that is addresses the challenge. I knew nearly I knew early on that if I was able to create a game that was good enough, my friends would keep coming. So that's what he does. He tries to make the game as interesting as possible to keep people coming back and being, a, you know, being a part of it. I mean, I dig like, like I like having traditions with people. And, I like, agree. I'm just bet like this reminds me a little bit of um, that movie that came out that was like vaguely based on a true story of these guys that played tag for like thirty years. Was that called Zap? I believe it was called Tag. Oh, I thought it was called Zap. What was that game? Zap. They're shooting each other. Uh, okay. Was there a movie about that? Yeah, the guy from ER. What was that guy's name? George Clooney? No, the other guy. Omar so, Epps? No, the other guy. The Anthony, bald the bald head guy with An- the glasses. Anthony Edwards? Is that his name? Goose from uh, Top Gun? Yes. I thought he was in a movie called um 
Zap, where it's the same kind of thing where they play tag with like these um, like paintball guns. Oh, I don't know. Tag was a uh, was with uh, the Nard Dog from um, from the Office and John Hamm from Mad Men and uh, Hannibal Buress was in it too, and um, Nick Miller from the new the New Girl, and they were just yeah they were just guys that like they played tag once a year like from it was just a way to like stay friends and um so is this pretty recent then yeah it was a couple summers ago okay and um it's funny too cause it, like I said it was vaguely they did like a New York Times piece on the actual people and that's what the movie was based on oh wow that's pretty awesome and it's funny like they really they really uh did them a favor with the casting cause they showed pictures of the real guys doing the credits and it was like <sighs> None of those motherfuckers look like John Hamm. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you that much. Wow, that is pretty funny. I think. Oh, I'm sorry. I think the movie was called Big Zapper. A female private detective like a porn is hired movie. by a rich old man to find the missing children. Maybe it's not called that. Maybe I'm just um, Mandela effect. Yes, I think you were right. Oh shit. Okay. So I mean, I mean, that's... Jay, ladies and gentlemen, Jay swears that the first time he saw my band, we clo- we played a song in the middle that we always, always close with. Well, it's I mean, listen, go back to jamming with Jay the first one. I think that you hear zombie. I mean, not zombie. I'm sorry. Um, what's what you call it? Uh, urge to kill. Oh well, you said zombie. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh Never yeah, mind. we definitely played Urge to Kill towards the middle. Oh, okay. Hundred <laughs> percent. Apologies, not Mandela effect. All right, just a big misunderstanding. Yes. Okay. Now I got a question for you. Do you want to follow someone? Do you want to be in a cult? I know you were saying that earlier when I was, you know, last episode where I was, you know, trying to get you into my cult. No, that stuff weirds me out. As a matter of fact, um, the woman that's most likely going to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the Supreme Court is like basically in a cult and it's very fucking scary to me interesting yeah it's like I mean like people wouldn't call it a cult like off the top of their heads because it's about you know Jesus but it's like they're they're very like very um, fringe and they like where you know that show The Handmaiden's Tale on Hulu no well it's it's a very like sort of dystopian show and the the, the group in that show is apparently vaguely based on the group that this woman is in Yikes. It's it's fucking weird. So no, my answer is although that's a really funny Adam Sandler sketch, the one where he, he tries to get his friend to join the cult with him. Oh yeah. Well, we're going out tomorrow night. You can't go out tomorrow night. Oh, no, you're going out during the day. The beast hates the sun. <laughs> you, you say yeah. Fuck the sun. I fucking yeah. hate it too. Long live the fucking beast. <gasps> Guys, we've said this a lot on the show, but if you've never heard the first couple Adam Sandler comedy albums, please go back. Yes, that, they are. That's classic shit. They are enjoyable. I always thought it'd be funny if you were following someone in a cult and then you drop out of the cult because you don't respect what they eat. You know, like, <laughs> this guy's being all high and mighty and you see me like a whopper or something. You're like, whoa, wait you're a like, minute. I'm following this guy? You're like, wait, this cult is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fish filet and a Big Mac? Uh, I'm gone. Or right. like, what if you like you see him like like putting on Rogan or something? You're like, you're like wait, yeah. I can't follow this, yeah. dude. No respect. <laughs> Well, the Jesus of Siberia has been arrested, bro. The Jesus of yeah, Siberia. Yeah, self-proclaimed Messiah accused of extortion. Okay, so this is in Russia. Uh, the, the the traffic cop-turned-cult leader, also known as Vizarian the Teacher. Vizarian the Teacher. And Jesus of Siberia was arrested Tuesday in a special operation involving the military and several Russian law enforcement agencies. The 59-year-old who founded the church... 
of the last testament as a Soviet regime collapsed three decades ago is accused of extorting money from his thousands of followers and emotionally abusing them. Two aides, including former boy band member Vadim Redkin, were also arrested. What boy band was he in? I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't say in here. It says, authorities say Torop, who has claimed to be the reincarnation of Jesus and his aides, will be charged with running an illegal religious organization and causing two or more people severe harm. He was arrested in Siberia's Krasnoyarsk region, where thousands of his followers live in remote settlements. Torop's teachings blend Russian Orthodox beliefs with Buddhism and environmentalist uh, principles. His followers, who call themselves Visarianites, are required to be vegan and abstain from using money. They count years, starting from Topop's birth, the year 1961. Let me guess, they have, to give his, they have to give him their money? I don't know. It doesn't say anything about that, but I guess he he, you know, he believes in not uh, using it. So. Well, he's made himself made an effort to make himself look like the Judeo-Christian yes, version he does. of Jesus. He really does. But that's what I'm saying, though. He's, he's here, you know, he's vegan. You know, he believes they're going to be vegan. Imagine if this guy starts eating a hamburger. Oh, dude, I bet, I bet, I bet when he's, like, in private, he's just, like, housing steaks and stuff. Exactly. I bet he's that full of shit. Uh, now, do you, do you wear any, let's, you're wearing a bracelet right now, correct? Yeah, so wait, let me, uh, before we get to the next thing. Go for it, um, let's hear it. Did you know, uh, the one kid from, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You started a cult? Uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, which, which one? Uh, the kid uh, who draw that one, the kid who draws the dick on the dorky kid's face, Andrew Keegan. Wasn't he, he was in something else though, wasn't he? Yes. Was he the um, the speedy guy? No, no. I was saying, was he the speedy guy in um, Mighty Ducks too? I don't think he was in Mighty Ducks too. He was in uh, he was in Camp Nowhere. I like that movie. Okay. Um, no, those those were pretty much his his two big roles as a uh, as a youngster. What jo- were they? Joey Donner in uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. He ends up getting uh, he ends up getting punched by uh, Alex Mack at the end. Oh, okay. Because he's because no. f- he's fucking with Joseph Gordon Levitt. But no. he, I mean, he had he had uh, he appeared in a lot of the uh, the TV shows of the time. He did two episodes of Baywatch. He did one episode of Full House. Two episodes of Step by Step. One episode of Moesha, one episode of uh, Boy Meets World, okay. one episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, eight episodes of Party of Fives, uh, 22 episodes of Seventh Heaven. So he was, he was working in the 90s. And so he started a cult. Yeah. Um, so. Do you have any information on that? Yeah. That would be pretty interesting that a guy who was in a teen, uh, teen flicks was... Uh, yeah, so... Trying to get some um, Back in 1999, Joey Donner was on the top of our list of teen heartthrobs every week, changing our mind as to whether the, like the black or white photograph. Which, by the way, Ten Things I Hate About You is like as those as those type of movies go, it's pretty good. Never saw it. Um, okay, so uh, he co-founded the California spiritual community Full Circle, where he quote passionately seeks to inspire and empower the community to co-create a better world. Originally founded by Robert Goddard in OJ, California, during his quest for enlightenment in the late 60s, Goddard's son Gunner and Andrew came to, together to form the peaceful community center that is Full Circle Venice. Keegan, who is often referred to as a guru, promotes organic experiences within the temple, including hand-holding, group meditation, spooning, crystals, candles, and soul medicine. So they're definitely having an orgy. Oh, my dear they're Lord. They're definitely orgy. Soul medicine? 
Yeah, that's who's a member? Please, metaphysical Megan. Oh, Seriously. dude, Megan might be down. Yeah, we, should, we gotta ask. Her. According to Vice, followers describe it as quote advanced spiritualism, and all members are considered quote enlightened. The center, which is called the Rose Temple, plays host to community pet Krishna, a large parrot whose name is in line with the religion's appropriation of Hindu beliefs. While the beliefs of Full Circle are hard to pinpoint, the community espouses the use of crystals for healing and prayer. Also, it co-ops Hindu deities like Ganesh, the god of wisdom and entrances, for its own uses. A 2015 Vulture article explained how Full Circle encompasses an ambiguous culmination of religions. The actual theology of the group is tough to pin down, but it seems to loosely follow Hinduism, or at least Russell Brand's Sanskrit tattoo version of it. Oh my god. In 2015, Keegan Center was raided by uh, the uh, Department of Alcohol Beverage Control for illegally selling kombucha that wasn't labeled alcoholic. Wow. Kombucha can contain an alcohol content that can sometimes exceed 0.5%, and a beverage can not be labeled non-alcoholic if it exceeds exceeds 0.5 percent. That seems kind of. He got busted for kombucha. Kombucha is something we never imagined to be an illegal substance, and it's frustrating the system has that perspective. Keegan said at the time, "We're certainly taking full responsibility. We're trying to put our best foot forward. It's a sacred tea to a lot of people who come into our temple. So to have a raid saying we can't do the sort of practices that we do on a daily basis is rather disturbing." Uh, Keegan and his girlfriend Artista are still very much involved in the Full Circle community. The couple share a two-year-old daughter. So there you go. That's Wow. There's him in Artista right there. Yeah, I think that's a way better story than, uh, what's his name, Vlad the... Uh, I don't know. I like I like Vesalon or whatever. <laughs> uh, v- Vis- Visarian the teacher? Yeah. You yeah, like but, him? Yeah, but he didn't, have a pet, he didn't have a pet parrot. That's true, that people have to... Uh, yeah, Vice characterized the organization as a quote new religion, while other outlet, where other, while other outlets called it a cult. I think there's a picture. When of was few. this? What, what what year was this? Was this recent or? Uh, that article was written last year. Here's oh, okay. a here's a picture of all of them. There's him with a parrot and a, and a with the parrot and a, dressed like fucking uh, a leprechaun or something. Yeah, he looks like fucking Pinocchio. Like I, I got a question. Like you got a lot of followers. There's what 20, 30 people in that picture. And they're all fans of Ten Things I Hate About You. That's the only reason why they're there. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. What's the what's the worst thing about that picture? Tell me. I don't know. Take a look. Uh, I would say I would say it have to be his uh, his hat. His hat was pretty bad. Yeah, that was not that was not a very nice hat. He like promises things to people. He's like, if you guys come to the meetings, Julia Stiles is gonna show up any week now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, if he's walking and he's preaching and he's not wearing a hat, I'm all bored. He pops that brim on. He pops that lid. Bro, I'm out. You're right, man. It's actually that's an interesting phenomenon. A bad, a bad hat can really like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you really like if somebody's wearing a real shitty hat, it's hard to take them seriously. Yes, exactly. So I'm not joining for brim privileges. Okay. <laughs> so NFL linebacker gives young fan his glove. Oh yeah, and it's got his uh, his wedding ring. His wedding ring. Yeah. yeah. So NFL players often give gloves to fans after the game ends. But when Indianapolis Colts linebacker Darius Leonard did so after Sunday's game, he also accidentally gave away his wedding ring. <clears throat> My stepson nephew got uh, hashtag, you know, or at sign, I guess his Twitter account. So it's his gloves. stepson and his nephew? No, I think that the kid who went there, this is his dad or, um, yeah, this is his step-nephew. So this is his uncle, step-uncle? <laughs> okay. So the kid's step-uncle... Posted on Twitter that his step nephew got 
the glove. She All said, right. So he said, my stepnephew got the glove yesterday, and then he wrote, plot twist, Leonard's wedding ring was accidentally in the glove. Someone help us get it back to him. Yeah, apparently he did get it back. Um, yeah, he responded with, I need that. <laughs> Why would you? So, why would you wear that when you're playing? That's stupid. Take it off. Not only that, like, wouldn't you notice it? Like, like I'm very aware of my wedding ring constantly. Like, yeah. I, I find my finger always making sure it's there. Like, I always do this, yeah. pinky, and then my thumb touching it all the time because mine's loose. Yeah, like, I can see. Yeah, some, a little bit. Yeah, sometimes it'll just fly straight off, but I'm always aware of where it is to make sure that it's on there at all times. Yeah, well, you know Watts would toss your ass off a building if you lost that ring. <laughs> I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. she'd be. I mean, she knows how loose it is. I know one time I thought I lost it, and I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my. For me, not not out of fear, Chuck. Chuck, not out of fear. Not out okay. of fear. You're no. like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I know, I know what you mean. I'm yeah, kidding. like, no, um, I know. No, like, legitimately worried, like, because, you know, it, me, it does mean so much to me yeah. that I was just, I just kept, like, worrying, and then I found it in my pocket. I was like, thank God. See, I, it, you know what's interesting, too, is you, like, a lot of guys have, like, those, those like, black plastic ones now. You're you're old school still. That's, Hell that's, yeah, man. That's an old school wedding, man. Yeah, and the thing is, is, like, uh, I have this really bad callus right underneath where it's at, because, you know, when we use shovels and stuff at work, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, you're definitely spanking it, dude. Uh, <laughs> Caught. Guilty <laughs> as charged, folks. He called me out. I'm offended. No, so 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 like so, sometimes like if it's starting to get really bad if we're doing like a big project like yeah. I tend to take it off and try and put it in my pocket just so I don't get ruined. But lately I've just saying f it, just well, get through the pain. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like that dude Darius, whatever. Like just fucking like if you're, I get it. Like you love your wife, you want to like have a reminder of her. Take the wedding ring off. Take a little piece of like athletic tape and just put, like put it on your finger so you always have something for her there, even when you're wearing your glove. You know, right? Or, like, or do the necklace thing. That's a lot of people do now. Could put do that the too. Yeah. And stuff like that. What about you guys? What do you think? Do you have any kind of? I wouldn't say jewelry, but what would you say? Accoutrement. Accoutrement. Yeah, yeah. I've got a yeah, I've got a little bracelet on. And right, you got your watch. Yeah, like you know, those things are important to you. If you lose those, you know, like do you guys have anything out there? Write in notnordicpod at gmail dot com. Do you have a high school ring? Right? Yeah, I, ne- I never got that. Did you get your high school ring? I did have it, and then after I got, it, I was like, I will never wear this. Yeah. So I still have it. I actually found it the other day. Funny you say that. What, what's on it? Does it, it, just say? it says nineteen ninety nine on one side, and then it says HSHS. <laughs> says, and on top, it's like a red ruby or something like and then that. Then it says party like it's. Dude, I wanted to get. They had like you could pick what you wanted on the side. Yeah. I wanted to get keep on trucking because back then I didn't use curse words. Right. So yeah. I used to say truck instead of the f word. <laughs> the f word. I'm still saying it anyway. No, I've told this story before. I don't know if it was on the air, but the first time I ever heard Jay curse, it was legitimately jarring. <laughs> <laughs> and then I still remember you were like, yes, I broke my curse edge, although not my straight edge. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is like, I didn't curse for so long that my voice would crack. So I'd go, fuck. And we were like, we, we were, you know, we were friends with some bands. Yeah. So we would do, you know, we'd come in for the, like the group vocals, you know? Yeah. And there was always some curse words in the group vocals. Dude, I, my voice would crack. If you go back, there's a band called Sad State of Affairs. Their demo, you can hear my voice crack, and Sean from FirstOffSnowAndSkate.com calls me out. First, um, wow. <laughs> calls me out every time he listens to it. Sean from My Life Tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> coming, coming in with the references, baby. All right, I got, I got one more story. It's, it's spooky time. 
Spooky time. Spooky time. It is going to be uh, October tomorrow. If screaming will likely occur, greater distancing is advised. What do you mean? Okay, the CDC is out with the Halloween suggestions, including a plea to skip trick-or-treat. Crowd war? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it doesn't seem like trick-or-treating is going to be a thing this year. Now, do you have any um, Halloween stories? Do you have any Halloween, you know... Uh, I know we did this with Spencer from Discount Cemetery. We told a lot of Halloween stories. But do you have any traditions or anything that you used to do? I know the big uh, big candy bar house and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I used to, I mean, the last few years now, I would go to the uh, 24-hour exhumed horathon, But that's, uh, oh, that's, that's, right. uh, that's over, at least for the time being. That was something I really liked doing as an adult. I just really discovered I like I like handing out candy. I like, and... It's tough to say this without sounding creepy, but I no. just, I, I really I like I like like saying hi to the kids and seeing what they're dressed up as. Like I don't know, I think. Well, not forget you are a teacher, so you you have a position as your work to you know really connect with to, kids and you know, hang, understand them a little bit. Hang with the childrens is this? Yeah, but you're you're doing it to enlighten them. You know what I mean? I'm like, try, I'm trying. Yeah, seriously. And I mean, if if like I remember when I was a kid. Going out, trick-or-treating. This is before I was deemed a monster for being so tall. I remember houses... You Get away from our house, monster! <laughs> yeah. So I remember, like, they would have you walk into their house, and they would have a camera set up and film you. Do you remember that? No. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. No, it would be like it'd be like a whole family. So it would be like... I remember it was like a grandma, a grandpa their kids, you know, which would be like a dad and a mom and then another dad and a mom and another grandma and a grandpa. Right. And they would sit there in like a square and every kid would walk in, they'd have a video camera and they'd film you and you'd, you know, show off your costume and then you would walk out. Hmm. This is an Epsican. I don't know. I, like, I think there was like three houses where they did that. That seems, uh, I don't know. The don't door, know. But the door was open. It wasn't like they would close the door and say, let's shoot this downstairs. No, it, it was like... The parents were allowed to walk into, you know what well, I mean? It was that kind of stuff. What would you like? Would you like a Reese's cup? Well, why don't you give me a spin first? <laughs> Slower. <laughs> Slower. No, yeah, but I I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of things have changed and I'm really going to miss out on Watts and myself's tradition. We would go to Shady Brook. Um Yeah, yeah, Shady farms. Brook. We've we've this this would be our 6 year going tradition-wise. Yeah, it's so uh, that's not happening. I, I don't believe. Yeah, no. I mean, this is. I mean, everybody who knows me knows this is my favorite time of year. I love. I love horror. I love spooky shit. And right. It's something you know, we, we all got to just kind of enjoy it a little differently. So maybe I'll fucking buy a couple bags of candy. I'll just come over to your guys' place and we'll just fucking we'll eat candy. Well, hey, I say we just go to my mom's place and just get candy out down there. Yeah, you think they'll be out? Um, I, th- the they'll definitely the children's. They'll definitely be out, and I will dress up like I did last year in my. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, where I have this really beat up guitar, and I just keep playing it over and over again, just trying to make it as scary as possible for the kids. That was that was funny. I there's some video of that. Maybe we should post, <laughs> maybe we'll hey, post it sometime. The, the, here's the thing: I'm not a guy who sees a child and tries to scare them and make them cry. No, me either. If I see a kid that's starting to get scared, I'll walk away and not engage them. But if there's some kid that you know wants to be scared or wants to be, you know, yeah, and I kind of had that. Uh, I don't know. I was that kid. I was always looking for like the, you know what I mean? The, the, right. Yeah. The, the unnerving situations. Yeah, because I know that um, I did a haunted house with Watts for I think three or four years with her church, and 
for some reason, it was definitely not a church. It I was, was going to say. Yeah, like, it, was, it was very, uh, it was pretty scary. So um, let me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me ask you this. When you were watching movies as a kid, like, maybe this is something we covered on the Spencer episode. I don't really remember. Like, sure. was there was there a specific movie that you remember for the first time being like, oh, shit, I was probably too young to watch that? Uh, I guess Exorcist and Terrorvision. Terrorvision was the first movie I saw where I was so scared. Really? That's kind of a silly movie, no? But when I was a kid, yeah. I mean... When they were started sucking them, sucking them out, you know what I mean, in front of the TV. I remember I did not want to walk in front of a TV for so long. I love terror vision. Oh, man, that scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. But see, mine was like I remember I was like ten, and uh, my friends, my friend's uh, dad, let me watch Seven with him, and I was like, whoa. Like, I remember just, like, being in the shower later that day and feeling dirty and being yeah. like, man, that movie just, like, struck me psychologically in a way, you know, no, none of the Friday the 13th movies or anything ever did. <laughs> right, yeah, because, I mean, that's just, that, that's a uh, that's representation, you know, like, Jason and stuff like that. It's like, ah, oh, that's not real. Yeah. But, you know, like, Seven was real. Yeah. You know what I mean, They're, like, that, that could be a person out there being that dark. Yeah, I mean, like, the first Friday the 13th movie I saw was number eight, and I was like, oh, like, even at, like, seven or eight or whatever I was like watching his, watching a dude get his head punched off by Jason uppercutting him like I was old enough to be like oh this is silly like this is not like yeah that's what Spencer was saying too in the Halloween episode it's yeah just, I don't want to retread because I God knows we talked for three hours so I don't I don't want to retread anything no I got you you know as you can tell if you go back and listen to last year's episode which I think is still our most downloaded episode which by the way thank you for that yes. um, you can tell that um, you know talking horror movies is one of my favorite things so well this year bro uh, consider this nugget in a list of do's and don'ts from the CDC yo nuggets by the way crowd war what's mm, up spicy chicken nuggets from McDonald's blends dude really yeah what, now with a dipping sauce like that what, what, what's your dipping sauce of choice sweet and sour Sweet and sour. You don't yeah. go ranch with the spice? I, I could, but I, I love McDonald's sweet and sour. I'm with you, bro. I'm, I'm head over heels. Okay? Speaking of head over heels, heading to a one-way walk through haunted forest, that's fine, provided you can stay six feet apart from the others. So it's, I guess, I, I kind of, I, that's pretty interesting. If you could just walk through the woods and not be disturbed by anybody. Sure. That's fine. Uh, but then comes this only in 2020 addendum. If screaming will likely occur, greater uh, distancing is advised. The well, yeah, because droplets will come out. Yeah, right. Yeah, I the lower it, yeah. risk of spreading the respiratory virus. Hmm. And that's pretty much it, bro. As in, the CDC says people should skip. Crowd war. <laughs> should skip. Cyborg death camp. Should. <laughs> Should skip traditional trick-or-treating this year, along with indoor haunted houses, indoor costume parties, hay rides, and visiting fall festivals outside. So so what they recommend, instead of a mask, consider using a Halloween-themed cloth mask. Hmm. The CDC's lower-risk suggestions include carving pumpkins at home, or at least outside with friends, and having a virtual costume contest or a movie night with family. Or this... The agency suggests doing a Halloween scavenger hunt where children are given lists of Halloween-themed things to look for while they walk outdoors from house to house admiring Halloween decorations at a distance. Yeah, I'm sure kids want to walk around yeah. and admire decorations Sounds without fun. the promise of candy. There's a pumpkin. Mark it off. Cool. Where's the candy? Where's my Reese's daddy? <laughs> right. Spin slower and you'll get... 
Okay. What, what the fuck? What the fuck, Dad? Give me my iPad. What, son? You're five years old. You shouldn't be using language like that. And the sad thing is, folks, is that is reality. That is this generation's reality. Spreading the hardcore reality. Yeah. Well, that's my news. You know me. I keep it short. Try to keep it interesting. Oh, yeah, that was. Half an hour. We we rambled on for quite a while. <laughs> See how short that was? So we'll be back with some other shit. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to our world-famous middle segment, which is yeah. different every time, pretty yep. much. Try, try to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, uh, so for, for uh, repeat uh, listeners, uh, occasionally we do little quizzes for each other, uh, you know, based on each other's uh, strong areas of knowledge. And, uh, this is correct. I, I think Jay owes me one for the last time. What was the last thing we did? Was it the uh, TV show theme song thing? TV show theme song. Um, I believe we did We did do one more. Yeah, I forget what it was. Yeah, I'm, so. not, I'm not sure. So we're bringing back... What are we doing? I'm the quizzy this time. He's we're bringing back the movie trailer game. Movie trailer game. Guess the trailer, folks. All right. Now, so. the first time I heard this was on... It was on... The, the Pound cast with DJ Doug Pound, he did it once, and he was just like, ah, this is just a throwaway bit. And I was like, this is one of the coolest things ever because Chuck would dominate in this. I've, I've done pretty well. I think I've only missed a couple over the course of the uh, the several times we've done it. Right, so they I, they have not done it since the last time I've listened to them. So. Yeah, I think we've done this three or four times. Right, so this is now ours. DJ Doug Pound, step off. Brent Weinbach, step off. Me step go. off? No. <laughs> George? Tony. All right. So we're going to start, folks, with a little movie that Chuck... You're just going to just give the name of it? ...needs to find out what it is. That is the plot of this game. Here we go. You ready? What's it called again? You ready? Yeah. And away we go. How many are we doing? Five? Of course. I've never seen anything like it. Test shows that you're a genius. You have the most advanced intellect in the history of humankind. You took me from my home you know I'll be unhappy wondering if you've done the right thing you read minds too you might uh, be stumped folks why do you look like that powder you look like some kind of bravo yeah damn good job <laughs> okay alright do you wait do you want to say that name again powder very good yeah All wow right. <laughs> yes so yeah, we uh, let usually the the audio is too loud. We can't tell. Yeah, so yeah. I was just trying Back to. Uh, in, yeah, the, the, that's the problem. You couldn't hear my answers sometimes. Yeah, last time. So all right, here we go. That's a strange movie. It it is. It's very. Here we go. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. I'm swallowing snot. You know, it doesn't taste like gross. From the producer of Cool Runnings. <laughs> comes a story about fitting in. She's definitely a babe. Oh, Angus. Very good. Oh, I love that movie. Hold on, what was it again? Angus. Very good. Oh, what a great film. All right. One of the best soundtracks, too. All right, wow, folks. <laughs> this is how it goes. You obviously know how it goes. I don't think that movie ever came out on DVD. What about this movie, though? Look out, America. The world's smallest con artist is in town. She's got a killer smile. Crack me right on the top of the head, all right? You're gonna cry. A knockout sweep. <laughs> Folks, I think I got him finally. In crime. We don't steal. Oh, 
Curly Sue. Damn it! <laughs> oh my gosh. Very good. I saw the movie in the movie theater when it came out. I think I saw it on video pretty early on. Now these next two, I have a feeling you're going to get, but um, we'll see. I hope he does. I hope I stump him for at least one. Trailer number four. Play along with us, folks. Sam was hoping to start her new life with Jerry. But there's been a sudden change in plans. You get the flight to Mexico. You pick up a pistol. Bring the gun back to me. I was under the impression that the last job was my last job. This job will be your last job. Oh, if you um, that plane, you will never, never, ever see me again. If I don't go, I'm dead. The Mexican. Damn it! See, folks, this time I was trying to switch it up a little bit. Go a little new, go a little old. This is the last one, and I guarantee he's going to get it because... Oh, folks, here we go. Last movie, number five. Four for four. Can he do it? I, I'm in a hurry right now. i got to get on a plane that's got to be back at the museum by 5 o'clock. Jungle to jungle. Holy shit, folks. He did it. He did it. Five. <laughs> Dude, great job, man. Thank you. You dominate that stuff. Now, because you are who you are, I do have another game. Do you want to play that game as well, or do you want to take a break and we'll play another game? No, let's, let's fucking, I'm, I'm feeling sharp, man. Let's do it. Okay. WWE. 2018 okay. wrestlers' salaries. Ooh. Okay. Now. Yeah, I can't. I can't swear that I'll sweep this one. But what, what do you got for me? Okay. Well, I just want to. I just want. I'm going to ask you the uh, wrestler, and I'm. What What do you think? Do you think I should ask who makes more? Uh, yeah. Or what we'll do, do, um, either or. Who's Who's more? Who's less? I feel. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll do just annual salary. You want me to guess a number? No, I mean I could just I can just give two people and you guess who makes more. Yeah, that's that's that? probably the easiest way. Okay, there are bonuses and royalties too. Yeah, yeah. What are we talking? About? Are we talking base salary? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just annual salary. Okay. Okay. All right. So are you ready? Yeah, because you get different payouts anyway. Go on. Yeah, they, yeah. Because they they have things in here like uh, you get mer you get a cut of your merch, you get this, that, and the other. Right. Thing. Get paid extra merchandise sales yeah. if you sell something at the thing. Blah 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 blah. Okay. So folks. If you're not aware of this, for the uninitiated, as Chuck likes to say, he is you know all my phrases. He is a wrestling fanatic, and he I used to live in Philly, so he is a Philly fan. Okay, I love the so, graps. Love the graps. So I'm going to ask him to figure out who makes more money, this one or that one, and or we're just who talking did as of 2018. Right? Of 2018, okay. we're just talking annual salary. Okay. So are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. John Cena and Brock Lesnar. Who makes more? Brock. You are correct. Yeah, Brock. Brock, uh, I, I've seen the, the supposed number. It's a lot. Oh, boy. Okay, we got Sheamus. Okay. And The Miz. Who she makes more? That's a tough one. Sheamus from Hoodrats or The Miz from the real world. 
<laughs> no. That is funny. But no, no, it isn't. It's from the real world. I know, but it's not Seamus from Hoodrats. That's funny, though. Um, so now, see, I have to switch them up, so let's see. Man. Um, I will say that The Miz makes more. Holy shit, dude. You are good. Wow, really? What yeah. Give me the numbers. Okay, uh, Seamus makes $1 million. The Miz makes two point five. Wow, that, I wouldn't have thought that much more. Yeah, well, I guess I guess because of you know, he does a lot of. Um, well, the reason is the bonuses and the royalties. Well, he does a lot. He's really into like like when they need to send buddies somebody to go to like Good Morning America or like he does a lot of that type of shit for them. Well, here's the thing: the Miz, five uh, percent merchandise sales, travel and accommodations, PPV share. What's PPV? Oh, pay per view share. Yeah. Seamus doesn't have that. Seamus has 1.5 bonus for high merchandise sales and travel and accommodations are taken care of. So I guess that's why his annual salary is lesser than, you know what I mean? Right. So that's where it makes sense. All right, so we got, how about Jeff Hardy? Jeff Hardy. Jeffrey Nero Hardy. And Goldust. Goldust. Uh, gotta be Jeff Hardy. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. I guess this is easier than... Uh, Oh, okay, okay. Well, okay. Goldust jumped ship. He's a, he's in AEW now, so presumably he was not happy with the this money. This is 2008. Oh, okay, yeah. I got you, yeah. All right, so let's go Roman Reigns. I don't know who that is. Oh, he's one of their biggest stars. Okay, Roman Reigns and um, let's say um, the big show. Uh, Roman. God. Yeah. Yo, you are dominating this game as well. Folks, this is like, he's got one more, and then, then we're done. All right, so I'm going to make this one really difficult. Come, come fuck with me. Come fuck I'll, with I me. I want to make this one extremely difficult. You ready? Hit me. Okay. We got, let's see. Fuck with me. You know I got it. That's, okay, how about? That's Jay-Z. Now, I said, what Hardy did I use last time? Jeff. Okay. So let's go. Matt. Let's go Matt Hardy. And uh, Samoa Joe. Matt Hardy or Samoa Joe? <sighs> See, do you, want me to, do you want me to talk this out? Please, yes. I would okay, love to so hear Matt that. Hardy is no longer in WWE as of 2020. He went to AEW. Okay. So that would, one, on one hand, Matt Hardy is certainly a more established star in the world of wrestling than Samoa Joe. But on the other hand, the fact that he's no longer with WWE led me to believe he'd be unhappy with his compensation. So, I feel like I might have overthought this, but I'm going to say Samoa Joe. Folks, what the fuck? Really? You dominated wow. again, dude. Great job. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. So, Hardy was making 2.5% extra earnings on sale of merchandise. So, he was making 650000 Wow. Samoa that's... Joe was making 800000 Wow, that is less than I thought they would have paid Matt Hardy. No wonder, a... no wonder he left. Yeah, full-time contract holder earned 5% main event revenue share. So, there you go. So, those were the two games that Chuck knocked out in... What was the time on that? Uh, I mean, that is ridiculous. Ten minutes. Eleven minutes, folks, that he knocked it why, out. Why you, had, why you got to one-up me? <laughs> Just, <laughs> if I keep... Eleven minutes, <laughs> Now it's eleven minutes. Well, no, I would say it probably was ten minutes because we talked about the beginning, so... Yeah, so, yeah. So, there it is, folks. Chuck dominated the trailer quiz. He dominated the 2018 dude, WWE wrestler I, salaries and contract. Dude, not a lot of people would have gotten those trailers. So, I mean, it's... You did awesome, man. Even even the talking it out 
figuring out that they're not with it anymore, so they were not happy with their contract. I wouldn't have thought about that. I would have heard Jeff Hardy because he's a he's a, a, a name. name. Yeah, and I would have been like, all right, that's him, definitely. So well, I pre- I appreciate it, and uh, I'll uh, you'll get me next time. Oh, trust me, I'm going to try really hard <laughs> to get you. All right, we'll be back with Punching Bang. Bye. The world said it sucked, but we don't agree. Because we're not down with pop mentality. So here we are to give an honest review to you. It may not be at the top of our list. And watching or listing might make us pissed. But that's the job that we've agreed to do. All right, we're going to wrap up the evening here with punching bags, PBs, if you will. Seriously, I mean, he dominated that game. That is not fair. Well, you know. (laughs) Better luck next time. What Uh, can I say? Damn, braggadocious. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So we're going to do punching bags, and punching bags, as is uh, our custom, is our revisitation of uh, music and movies and occasionally TV shows that um, were uh, not respected or were shit upon by uh, the mainstream, uh, either audiences or critics or both, and we do what is supposed to be a um, uh, unbiased reevaluation of them. Uh, for this week, we we picked from the punching bag bag, which is just uh, random items that we put in for different reasons. Um, so a lot a lot of it now is to just like bum each other out, but. Um, Listen to the song. The world said it sucks, but we, <laughs> but we don't, don't agree. agree. We're not down with mob, mob mentality. mentality. Right. Um, so uh, starting in October, we're doing what I have uh, just now dubbed uh, Punching Bag Sequel Mania. Sequel Mania. Where we seek out the worst sequel in uh, various uh, horror franchises. And so refresh my memory, October 7th, we decided on... Nightmare on Elm Street the, remake. Yeah, we're doing the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street and... Children I, of the Corn Genesis. Oh, my God. That's going to be, that's gonna that's be tough yeah. sledding, I feel. Um, okay, so, but this week, uh, we started with music last week, so we'll start, we'll start with the movie this week, and man, do I have a lot to say about this one. Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending, dreaded, uh, directed by the Wachowskis, uh, 2015, starring... A very hunky Channing Tatum. Uh, With some kick-ass futuristic rollerblades. Yeah, we can get into that, too. Um, Starring Channing Tatum, a very uh, Trot Nixon, Mila Kunis, uh, Eddie Redmayne, who earlier the year this was made won an Oscar for playing Stephen Hawking, Um, Sean Sean Bean playing a dude named Stinger. I thought he was great playing Uh, that role. We can get into it. Okay, we're getting... And uh, a lot of other people. Um, so, so this synopsis, I would like to know it's, because it's difficult. I was like, it's, "What the hell is going on?" Like, I was going to try. I was trying to tell someone at work it today. It's difficult. And I was like, "When the genes regenerate, <laughs> the new <laughs> genes." So I'll, I'll take a shot at it. I guess. Um, okay, let's hear your synop. So this takes place in a in a reality wherein. Uh, Earth and presumably a number of other planets simply exist to basically harvest people um, to keep a few rich royal families young. Like basically, they take the I guess the essence of people, and every hundred people equals a jar of like this like fancy space Botox, I you, guess. Right, but you're saying people, but these are people from 
outer space from a different galaxy. Aliens. Right. Yeah, Aliens, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not other humans. Yeah, they're not from Earth. And it, um, uh, concurrently, I guess uh, this is, we're, we're asked to believe in um, some sort of um, rebirth or uh, reincarnation because uh, one, the matriarch of, I guess, I guess a very well-off family called the Abraxas family has has died suddenly. Dude, after... you have a fucking great memory. How the fuck did you remember that without looking at anything? I, I just I just finished it the other day. Um, uh, she died. She was ninety centuries old, and um, so her uh, she's got three children, two two sons and a daughter, and her planets that she owned got divided up. And um, but the problem is apparently for some reason they find out that she has been her genetic code has uh, has been regenerated right into, reset like yeah after, after a certain amount of time the genes become available again to or somebody like else right and because Mila Kunis plays um, the I guess an illegal immigrant right uh, the son of uh, the daughter of a Russian woman. Who she was born? Mila Kunis is born on a steamship on the way to oh, right. on the way to the United States without a um, home. Yeah, so she's right. so she, it starts out. Her mother is uh, Russian. Her father is British, and they meet somewhere, I guess, in Russia. And he's an astronomer. And in a really strange sequence, um, they they get robbed, and then he gets murdered, and she takes off for uh, the United States. Uh, she has, like I said, she has Mila Kunis aboard the steamship. They end up uh, living this very um, uh, impoverished lifestyle where there's like eight of them living in a room uh, in Chicago, and uh, it's it's and it's hit upon many many times in dialogue and shown that Mila Kunis does in fact clean toilets for a living. Yes, it's uh, it's something that's mentioned many times. Right, and and, sh- and shown, like and you said. Shown. Uh, and then she um, uh, doesn't like her job. They want her dead, uh, so she's the subject of a botched assassination attempt. So, so and when she, so when you say once her dead, you're talking about the galaxy kids. Yeah, which okay. seems weird because later on, th- there's so much to get to here. It's so because later it's a bunch on, of money with a with a, with a bullshit writing. So later on, um, the. Basically, the the one villain is encouraged not to kill her because she, basically her rights, he says her rights to Earth and whatever other planets uh, get forfeited to her family if she gets killed. So I'm not sure why there were assassins after her to begin with. But the assassins are after her and she gets rescued by... Um, a guy who used to be in—I forget what they call it—the Legion was something, some, some military thing—and who's he's crossbred with a dog. This is Channing Tatum. He's also albino. Was it a, a, a lichen? Is that what he said? What Lycanthrope, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and so he's he's also albino. So he's and like you said, his big. Uh, <laughs> he's <laughs> one thing that really really strikes me throughout this movie is. Mila Kunis's character, Jupiter Jones, yes. uh, gets struck with a lot of really heavy information about like different things, and she always seems really nonplussed. Like when Channing Tatum rescues her, she's like, "Are those rocket boots?" Right. Like it's the most normal thing, and like that's yeah. something that's that's been invented. Um, and yeah, like he really looks like he, <laughs> when he's riding when he's on his rocket boots. He really looks like he's figure skating. <laughs> figure skating or rollerblading. Yeah. I saw some serious soul grinds going on it out there. Was so, man. Oh, man. So, 
So I guess he they immediately fall in love, which with no like explanation or real pretense or like. Right, right. Well, they both said, you know, like she never found true love. And yeah. That's, that was stated quite a bit in there as well. And then he decides he's going to protect her and he goes to get help from his friend who's exiled to Earth, his friend Stinger, who is, is he half bee? Or does he just control the bees? Or Well, I don't think he controls them. I just think that he is... Is he part bee? Like the way Channing Tatum is part... The... What, is, what is his name? Kane Wise? There, there, yeah. there has to be something with the bees, because it's never stated. There's just a bunch of bees at the house, and they're, and they're making honey. Well, the, honey bee, well the, the implication is that the bees... Um, are are subservient to her and don't try to sting her, and that is how they discover that she's royalty. Correct, but is that why he had the bees the whole time? Because he was waiting for royalty to come? No, like, I thought he had some kind of like like telepathic connection with the bees. That he was did. The, that was the impression that I got. Okay, that's why his name's Stinger. Okay, I, no, I did not get that at all. I did not hear. I did not follow that whatsoever. Okay, so let's go back. He has a daughter that he loves, who is obviously sick, coughs who, once, and goes to the store and never, never fucking come, comes back. <laughs> She's exactly. never in the movie again. And he says how much he loves her and cares about her. Well, he he betrays Channing Tatum for a little while because of his daughter, right? And then somehow becomes his friend again, like yeah. five minutes later. You know, you know what it reminded me of? Do you remember the episode? Remember the um, the what was it? Uh, what was the Terminator with um, dude from American Psycho? Sorry. Oh, uh, right Salvation. Now. Salvation. Do you remember the one scene where the and how was the light? Right. Remember when he, when the the one um, the one woman betrays the entire place to bring the cyborg in? Vaguely, I saw it once. Okay. Well, then he walked and he's like, "Do you apologize for what you did? All right, let's go." And it's like, no. That woman should be killed for bringing in a Terminator to their base. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that same kind of thing where you're watching and saying, no, what are you doing? So I listened to um, How Did This Get Made, the very popular bad movie podcast. Did, okay. a, did a Jupiter Ascending episode. Despise that, but go ahead. Uh, so I, I listened to it. To, I want to get some different insight and okay. maybe some different talking points. And one thing that they kept bringing up that is very interesting is supposedly the, the shooting script for this movie was 600 pages long. And that would really make sense to me because what this feels, what this movie feels like to me is a bunch of action sequences yes. without any kind of like any real story exposition. Yes. Like ever, nobody really is introduced with any kind of degree of um, uh, detail. Oh, yeah, or like, importance. Like it's just like, oh, here's this guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Channing Tatum's like, yeah, I used to be in the Legion or whatever. But you never learn what the fuck that is. Right. Or why he, why he needed to have wings. Or like, right. why, yeah. What that has nothing to do with what he was mixed with an albino and a wolf or something. Yeah. And then he had wings. I didn't understand that. Oh, and there's some there's some wild ass fucking like flirty scenes between the two of them. Like he explains that he got kicked out of the military or whatever the fuck it is because he bit a royal or something. Right. And they were trying to figure out if she was a royal, and she was like real, real like sexy. Like she's like. Do you have the urge to bite me right now, or some shit like that? Right, but the bite—the bite was—he killed, the, he ripped the throat out. Yeah. That was what it. So, yeah, her acting was so bad. Yeah, it's weird. Oh my god, it's she sure is a babe, though. I'll just go ahead and say that again. I don't agree. I do not agree. I thought that the what was what was the sister's name? The sister's name of the three kids. Oh. um... Well, it was so it was Titus, 
and Balam and uh, Kalik. All right, Kalik, I thought was more with Trot Nixon when she got out of the the body, the human, the human stuff. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I think that they they try to play up the sexiness of Mila Kunis, but I think she is very sexless personally. Really? Yeah, just like um, what's her name? Um, the girl who played in that movie, Honey. Jessica Alba? Jessica Alba. Just sexless. I don't know what it is. Yes, uh, okay, attractive, but just, there's, there's, they're just sexless. No, it's, it's interesting that you say that, because I always felt that way about, like, um, the other Jessica, Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel, okay. Like, she's a pretty woman, but I just, like, I don't know, she just seems very, like, just nothing, you know what I mean? You're right, and I I can, I can understand where you're coming from in that, too. I think that Jessica Biel is a Trot Nixon. I don't know why we're getting off on a Trot Nixon. (laughs) We, we, we we haven't really had any substantive Trot Nixon chat, chat, just, you know, just because, you know, whatever, you're a married man, we don't want to get too gross or anything. Oh, no, I don't think, no, yeah, I would never get gross like that, but man, she, (laughs) but yeah, I don't know, it's the, just um, plus 15 a few times, Watts. (laughs) I think I think that the one of the main issues was is that they didn't really give her a direction on what she was supposed to be cuz sometimes she's afraid like oh my god then she's I'm a strong woman and then it's next yeah um, you know it's she's also very fucking stupid because I'll give I'll give you an example the gullible where the where, yeah the ahead, one the yeah. one brother like has this insane he he wants to get her inheritance and and rule earth so he has this plan to marry her and right. kill her. And then, like, so he's like, you must marry me. And she's like, what? He's like, no, it's not about love. It's about... Uh, uh, something about saving my yeah, people Yeah, and, like, it was this whole thing. And she was just like... It took, like, 30 seconds for her to be like, okay, cool. I'll marry right. you, dude, I just met. Now, he's a hunky dude, mind you. I had to look up where I had seen him from. He played Nikki Six in uh, The Dirt, the uh, Motley Crue biopic Could, that came out a few months that. ago. Okay. You should watch that. Okay. It's, Tommy Tommy Lee makes a girl squirt within like the first thirty seconds. It's 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 it's, it's quite a film. Plus fifteen. <laughs> getting getting raunch raunch yeah, alert raunch alert. But yeah, but no, I agree because she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Then she does it. She's like, and there's oh. a huge ceremony. She's in a wedding dress. She's like, no, I'm not going to marry. Okay, right. Um, they also um, how did this get made? Uh, the one guy Jason had <laughs> had a theory that could be true, like. Like, I wonder if any of these people, like, read this script or if it was like, oh, the guys who did The Matrix want me to be in one of their movies? Okay, cool, I'll do it. Yeah, fair and enough. And then, like, they got to the set and they're like, wait, this is what this is? Yeah, my like, I, my biggest issue was all around Mina Kunis and how she was how she was portraying her character. You know, very upset. And then I'm going to stand, I'm going to go down there and talk. They're like, what are you doing? You're not going to go down there. I'll handle it. You know, and then she um, dresses in a sexy dress, and she's talking she to the dress guy. In a and, sexy dress. And how many times did she say, "I'm not your mother"? I think she said it maybe twice or three times. Yeah, or don't call me your highness or your majesty or whatever the fuck I was. Uh, um, I'll, I'll. As you can tell, folks, we're not really on board with this movie. You know, I was about to get to the fact that, like, okay. I, I think that while this movie is undoubtedly a failure, yes, um, I think that it's kind of an interesting, ambitious failure. And like, which means I like it a lot more than some of the worst movies we've watched for punching bags, like The Pest or Ridiculous Six oh, or whatever. The Pest was and, uh, unforgivable. And I also think visually, it's it's. Uh, I'll I'll go back to how did this get made again? I think it's a really 
really beautiful movie to look at. Like, I think I think that, like, if you had this in the... Jason said on How Did This Get Made, like, if you had this one in the background with, like, the volume low, and if you just looked at it every now and then, you might be like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then, like, when you kind of sink yourself into trying to figure out the plot, that's when it's like, yo, this is bullshit. Right. Well, no, they, they just have all these characters that they want, they, they want to fit in here and make them important. It's... Like the elephant guy flying the the ship. Yeah, who the fuck was that? Exactly, but they tried to make him so important. How about they the dude with the name? How about the dude with the feather beard? Yes, <laughs> I don't. No, I, I I don't agree. Money can make things look great, but no one. The best thing I ever heard. I forget who said it was. When kids go to bed at night, they don't want to say. Tell me about a special effect. They want to hear the story. Sure, and yeah. that's and that's what it's all about. And I don't it's care how it, visually beautiful it is, you know. I'm just saying that that's that's you know that's it's part of the reason I'm not going to give this movie as harsh of a grade as you would think. All right, um, that's you. But um, <laughs> giving it a one, I'm not going to give it a zero. No, no. Um, no I mean, I I th- I think there's something to be said for it being an ambitious failure. Like it's like. It, they said it on how did this get made, and I agree. Like this, this probably would have worked better as like a trilogy, or maybe even like a TV series, where you could like let everything breathe a little bit. When you just said that TV series, yes, that would make sense, one hundred percent. Break it down, separate it. Yeah, you know, construct your characters, let build them. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, you are absolutely right. And after you just said that, that does make sense now. Uh, so I'm gonna give this a four. Uh, I, I respect Damn, the four across I, I, the board. I, I respect the effort. Okay, I will give it a two. Uh, fair um, enough. I just don't think. Am there I all fours? Oh, I think weird. I think you've been all fours. Yeah, mm. I, I'm going to give it a two. I did not. Um, the problem was is like towards the end when everything started blowing up, they they were extending scenes that could have been cut and like giving me honestly kind of like anxiety a little bit like hmm. hurry the fuck up come on oh I will say I really liked Eddie Redmayne in this by the way the, the, the main villain uh, I really like he overacts to the point where like he seems to be the only one who really understands what this movie is like the, like I love the way he's just like and then he yells every now and again. I, I thought I, I, I thought that was a really good cheesy performance. That really I, fit I felt the movie. that the yelling was definitely not place where it should have been, though. I give life. Right. Yeah. Oh man. I dude. I, I thought he was cool. <laughs> I thought he did play a really really great creepy character, but I think that the volume on this movie was way too low for his and for pretty much everybody's audio. Like, like you the, thought it was the, you thought it was mixed bad. The movie starts, and you know, uh, Watts was giving me some time to myself. She was like, "You can watch it. I'm going to go upstairs." Starts walking up the stairs. The movie's blasting. She's like, "You turn it down a little bit." I was like, "Sure, you got it." So I start turning it down. Dude, I could not hear any audio of anyone talking at all. It's I, funny. I I wonder if that's like a TV thing because like I'm you know my roommate well my roommate for the next few weeks yeah. um is you know he he works during the day and I tend to you know I tend to be more of a night owl and uh, so I'll be watching something I'll I, like I'll notice like yeah when something when when there's an action scene I tend to have to turn it down and then I'm like oh shit wait I I can't understand what this person's saying like I wonder if that's a function of just not having surround sound or something I don't uh, know well, well no I know that they do uh, like when they did the Dirty Harry movies yeah did you ever see that where they where they take Dirty Harry's gun and they make it sound more more of like a cannon the volume is turned up every time he shoots no that's dope though but when they use the other guns you know they they uh, 
they put the audio down. That's uh, that's a clever touch. Yeah, so it's something small, but yeah, that's probably what they do. Yeah, that almost makes me want to uh, watch uh, The Theory of Everything, which is Eddie, the movie with Eddie Redmayne as uh, Stephen Hawking, because oh, uh, yeah, supposedly yeah. it's really good, but then, like, that'll be the kind of thing where I'm like, oh, maybe I'll watch The Theory of Everything, then I'm like, nah, I'll just watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre again instead. <laughs> there you go. I'll, ju- I'll watch just watch the fucking Leprechaun instead. Um, that That is, we have not discussed a movie for that long in a while, yes. so I think we did close to 20 minutes on that so <laughs> let's move on to well, hold on the catering bro was first oh, first unit catering they did gladiator you, harry potter goblet did you get the catering for uh, burn hollywood burn no i did not get the, oh, i did shit. not get the catering on that one uh but they had two caterers okay hat trick catering as well they did scary movie five zero dark 30 avengers and all the pirates of the caribbean oh shit so that's major that's where all the budget went right there um oh, yeah. hold on i got one more thing when i was looking at it Visual effect data wrangler was a job on this movie. Yeah, I don't know what that means. And I went to film school, so that that must be like you know, find more terab you know terabyte hard drives that we need to use to <laughs> get this get these special effects popping. Must be. So moving on to <laughs> Power I Man Five. Yeah, actually, it's funny these two uh, these two things kind of fit together thematically. Uh, Fair enough. Power Man Five Thousand, uh, their their second album. From July of uh, 1999, entitled "Tonight Night the Stars, Stars Revolt", Revolt with an exclamation point. Uh, Power Man 5000 uh, from uh, from Boston, Massachusetts, um, has has gone through many members over the course of their existence. Uh, the one constant being a gentleman named Michael David Cummings, known by his stage name Spider One, uh, and probably more well known as the younger brother of one Robert Cummings, aka Robert Zombie. Right, that's what I was going to say. That I remember that was the biggest thing that they were they were talking about when I saw them play. Yeah, it's Rob Zombie's brother, dude. This stuff is fucking sick. And it's it's very. I mean, it's like uh, the first, not the first, but the the first like. White Zombie's breakthrough album, the one where they really started playing metal, uh, Le Sexorcisto, Devil Music, Volume 1, okay. is one of my favorite metal albums of all time. I fucking love it. Like, it's it's cool, like, groove metal, and there's some cool... They fit in a lot of sound samples from, like, old movies and stuff, and it's well, This fun. album starts out with something like That's that. That's what I'm saying. This okay. album is, is basically trying to be that, except with sci-fi, except instead of horror. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And, I, don't know, I didn't... Uh, Pull the curtain back. Pull the curtain back, my friend. I failed. You failed. Jay, Jay only failed. listened to a few songs. I did, and I apologize, and I do not want to fail ever again, so I'm going to make it a point to never. So, again. yeah, maybe if you want to give your thoughts about this, uh, you know, like, if you want to listen to it for next time, you go <laughs> go ahead. Um, so, uh, Spider One, I think, is one of the... I think we come up, we come upon that when we do, we've dealt you know sort of dipped dipped our toe into the new metal pool a few different times now. Right. And I think we we, we did a, we did a story about Static X. I apologize. Go ahead. Static X Godsmack. We did a Godsmack album. We did a Limp Biscuit album. Okay. Um. There's a lot. There's a lot of like. The a lot of these riffs, like if you put like a hardcore singer in it, it would be something totally different. Right. Like, there's some cool riffs, and uh, then it's like, this fucking guy just, like, instead of singing, he's just mostly talking the entire time. Mindless self-indulgence. Ever a little that? bit, yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit like that, but a little harder and not so... Uh, 
And then Jokey. he and then he kind of goes and he kind of when he starts screaming, he almost has a corn thing going on a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he, he reminds me except maybe a little less nasally. Now it's well recorded. Um they I was I'm just looking at this. They recorded this at uh, some major studios. Uh Sunset Sound, Sound City, The Chop Shop. Those are all Damn. like those are all yeah. like top shelf recording studios. So this does sound good. Um Let's see what else. Now I saw them tour this album with uh, Primus during the Brown album tour. Yeah, I believe that was Snowcore, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it? What I don't know what that is. What is that? It was like it was supposed to be like um, like almost like a um, in a brief. Was it a winter show? Do not recall, but I remember it was the Brown album tour, and they were they were um they weren't they didn't open. Bucko Nine opened. My town, my, my street, street. Special kind of love I kind of like that album, actually. Special kind of love can't We may, might want to punch him back, because that's the only song I know by them. They do a good cover of um, I'm the Man by Joe Jackson. Yeah, it's a good album, 28 Teeth. That, uh, that, might, be, that, might, be in your, uh, that might be in your future, my friend. All right, nice. Yeah, I remember it was Bucko Nine, everyone booed him off the stage, and when Power Man 5000 came on, they controlled the stage, but no one was really interested. But their their live performance was very uh, was very interesting. Yeah, and it's funny because like after after a couple of um, after this and a couple other albums, they ditched the whole sci fi thing and just like became a regular ass band again. I guess because this wasn't selling for them anymore. I mean, they were dressed up. They had all the garb on when they were on oh, stage. Oh yeah, yeah. No, when they did it, they were doing it, but like. So here's, it's so after this they did a follow up in two thousand one, uh, entitled "Anyone for Doomsday?" Question, Question mark. mark. <laughs> um, it got pulled by Spider One two weeks before the release date, and he felt it was too similar to Tonight the Stars Revolt. Interesting. Um, was it ever released? Question uh, mark. Eventually, yeah, it's on. Um, was it ever released? <laughs> Question, Question mark. mark. That's good. Um, yeah, it's on. It's on um, Spotify and shit now. And apparently, the physical co- physical copy of the album is a decent collector's item. Okay. Um, and then after that, they did an album called Transform. I'm trying to see. Uh, yeah, musical and visual style. Uh, they recorded. They started recording in a more simpler, straightforward manner with less emphasis on industrial metal and new metal elements. Um, let's. You want to hear like how, where they went? See if you can pull up the song "Free." I'm curious. I'm curious what their uh, where they went after the uh, the sci-fi thing had run its course. Yeah, because that. I mean, they're 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 expanding their uh, you know their realm, bro. Yeah. So once this ad stops, we will definitely check out where they went. And we're going there now. Power Man 5000 free on We're Not Nordic Podcast. How do they look in the video? Do they look normal? They look like Billy Idol. Hold on. Yeah, Billy Idol. I hate him, dude. I don't know. It's not that bad. I gotta, I gotta hear the hook. I like this less than tonight. The stars revolt. Yeah, this is uh. Let's get to the hook. 
this sucks. Dude, this is at the end of a movie. Tragic. Dude, I've heard this song before. It's in a movie, guaranteed. What is this from? I kind of like that little lead there. I'm stopping it, folks. I'm sorry. Power Man 5000 Free is on a soundtrack to a movie, guaranteed 100%, because living so free is a tragedy. Sorry. It was featured on the New Jersey Devils 2003 Stanley Cup Championship video. <laughs> That's not where I saw it. It had, I think it's in a movie. Free. Anyway. Um, sorry. No, where will where, where you find that? Um, uh, I think my thing with... Um, Tonight the Stars Revolt is it kind of I kind of really wanted to like it because it kind of checks all the boxes for me because I love like hokey sci-fi and I like like sort of down-tuned metal but yeah it 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 mostly doesn't work like in my opinion um, and I think like they almost try to pass it off as like a concept album like the songs are supposed to fit together but then at the end they throw in a Cars cover. Which I feel like kind of blows that up. Well, it's it's one of those things like I always say, you do something to get the people at a show interested in you. Let you know? the good times roll. Right. So you think about it. You're gonna go see this band play, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, this sucks!" And they start playing that. Yeah, it's kind of it, get, it gets everyone involved. Like when punk bands cover Britney Spears or Blink One Eighty Two. You love that Damn shit. It. I hate it. <laughs> or like when Orgy covered Blue Monday. I actually like that. Oh. That might be oh, wait, no, no, not that one. What was the song? They had that one song. Guilty by design. She's nothing more than fiction. Jesus. She dreams in digital. I'm telling you. I saw them play live once at the Stan Castle Stadium, and I don't even remember that song. Dude, I'm telling you, delivering auto parts, it's all we had was a radio, <laughs> and you heard every single song that was, like we said, fuel. At least Howard was still on uh, uh, terrestrial testicle radio. At that I was point. listening when September 11th happened. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, September 11th happened, and uh, when um, Tom came in and said that a drunk driver—if you listen to it, listen back to the September 11th episode—he says a drunk driver drove in to the World Trade Center. That's what I heard when I turned the radio on. I was well, like, "Wow, the, why are they talking about it? a guy drove his car in?" I had no idea until they started talking about it more. Fuck, man, that's crazy. So did you figure out what movie that was in yet? I have not, but I'm so, very upset. So good riffs, uh, mediocre vocals, a little bit corny all in all. I'm going to say... God, it feels like I'm not giving any effort here, but I'm going to say a four. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't think that it's right for me to give it a full review because I didn't listen to the full album. No, and maybe... I apologize, so... No, maybe give it some diamond-encrusted battle axes next time if you think yeah. of it. Yeah, so I, I'm going to have to reframe, and this will never happen again, folks. I apologize for dropping the ball. Take your floggings. Thank you. Uh, Just don't call me Molly. Watts, Watts, now wrap, wrap him on his knuckles with a ruler. Seriously, I deserve it. <laughs> um, so, uh, October the 14th in two weeks... Um, what did we call it? Uh, uh, punching Bag Sequel Mania. Yes. It's going to roll on and we'll roll on with, with our, our heads held high. Our conscience in, in the, the gutter. gutter. Uh, anyway. Dark dreams up in the sky. God, I wonder if anybody gets that reference. Nope. Um, we're the worst. Why do people listen to this? I don't know, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, so we're going to do, what are we doing? Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning. 
And what was the other one we picked? Oh, I got it, bro, right here. Uh, Candyman. Candyman Farewell. Was it? No, it's the third day, one. Day of the Dead. Karen, Candyman Day, day of, of the, the Dead. Dead. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, 2006. So it's, I, think Candy, I think Day of the Dead is a, is a video-only release. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, is a theatrical release. I saw that in the theater. Okay. Um, I actually... I, look, it's been like 15 years, but I actually remember kind of not hating that, so... That's with Jennifer Beale, though, isn't, isn't she in that one? Jessica Beale. That's I don't what I think, said. I don't think she's in that one. No, they've been, there's been so many remakes and prequels to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's hard to keep track at this point. Damn. And not, nothing's as good as the original or part two. Part two is excellent. But that's that's you know you get me talk you get me talking chainsaw. We'll be here for another half hour. <laughs> Yo, if you want to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre or. Jupiter Ascending, Chuck will talk for hours. Dude, Jupiter Ascending, you—I I don't know, man. Like, we—I like that movie a little more than you did. That's fair. I will give it this: Channing Tatum impressed me as an actor in this movie. I didn't think he did bad at all. Did you know he wore a, uh, a um, like a, a dental prosthetic to make his to make the, his bottom jaw not line up exactly, so he looked more canine-like? Wow. Worthless because I didn't even notice it. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, but I mean, his dope ass tattoo on his neck. I'm getting it. Hey, how did they survive? Should we get into this? How, how did they survive hanging onto the outside of a spaceship and then like going through a wormhole at yeah, the end? I don't know. Hey, look out your window. <laughs> God. Hey, you love it, so. <laughs> it's not it's, my fault. It's my new favorite movie, dude. <laughs> Highly recommend. <laughs> All right, then. So uh, uh, that's going to do it. Era, era. Era. Uh, write us at notnordicpod at gmail.com. Please. Uh, like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash notnordicpod. Um, follow us on Instagram, um, not at notnordicpod. Go to Discount, Discount Cemetery. Cemetery. Get yourself a, a spooky T-shirt for spooky season. Come on. It's going to your, be October, y'all. Get yourself some, uh, some, um, uh, some money off at checkout with a uh, purchase code. Not, Not Nordic. Nordic. And, uh, Shout out to Spencer and Colleen. Uh, yeah, and uh, there may be some Mad Splatter news coming. Uh, I, I should know about that by next week. Shout out to Freddie Vacant. Thank you for Shout the ending theme. Freddie Vacant, stay it. safe out there. Fred, yes, Freddie's out in my, Washington. Yeah, same thing with Spencer and Colleen. I yeah, in L.A., shit. Holy moly. Yeah, this is uh, fucking, fucking crazy times, man. It is. You want to talk more about Jupiter Ascending? <laughs> Let's go. I think <laughs> Mila Kunis... <laughs> You hate her, dude. <laughs> Don't hate her. Did you like the '70s show? Is it, Did what not, is your never, history? Never watched it. Not a fan. All right, all right. <laughs> I, I don't want to get back into it. Just remember, as always, ladies and gentlemen, that we are, of course, not, not Nordic. Nordic. Good night. Bye.